uninformed immigrants are at a huge disadvantage in court, in financial and legal matters, and also sometimes in life. Well, what can we do about it? I'll tell you what. We can train, teach, inspire, and empower immigrants to maximize their lives regardless of their immigration status. And that's exactly what we're going to do here. I am your immigration lawyer and host, Otis Landerholm, and this is the Empowered Immigrant Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Immigrant Podcast. I'm so happy to be with you here today. I'm Otis Landerholm and I'm your host here at the Empowered Immigrant Podcast. Today I want to talk about work permits and, um, and, and how important they are and, and also how to be empowered even if you don't have one. All right. So let's talk about work permits. Uh, I recently did a monthly seminar on the topic of work permits so you can check that out. But uh, to start our podcast today, I want to start with the quote from Confucius, and that is this, the man who moves a mountain begins by carrying away small stones. I'll repeat that quote, the man who moves a mountain begins by carrying away small stones. And that's a Confucius quote, and it's talking about work, right? Uh, a lot of immigrants come to the United States looking for work and looking for better employment opportunities, looking for better opportunities to make money, all right, looking for an escape from poverty. And, um, and so let's talk about it, all right? A lot of those people are never told or never have any idea, maybe never do the research or whatever, that in order to lawfully work in the United States, you need to be able to have an immigration document or to have a permit that allows a person to work. Many US citizens don't even really understand this, um, but uh, the truth is, is that you know, work permits are something that are issued by uh, US immigration authorities, specifically by USCIS, that allows certain immigrants to be able to show on the first day of employment at a job that they're eligible for work authorization, all right? Um, typically, you got to show that work permit along with the social security number. So what is a work permit? Why does it matter? A work permit is a document, all right? It fits in your wallet. It looks just like a driver's license or like a green card would look, all right? Um, except typically it's not, I mean, it's, it, 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 uh, it says employment authorization document there on the top, or we call it an EAD, employment authorization document. It's got a passport style photo on it. It's got a picture of your thumbprint on it. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what it is. Um, and so why is it important? Well, basically a work permit allows the employer to comply with what we call I-9 requirements on the first day of employment. Remember when, when somebody first walks into a job and accepts that job offer, goes through the interview process, all right, the employer is supposed to, on the first day of job, have the um, new employee fill out certain documents. And in those documents, it asks about proof that they're lawfully authorized to work. And often, the most simple way to do that is to show a U.S. birth certificate or a U.S. passport if you're a U.S. citizen, all right? But if you're a green card holder, then, uh, you know, you, you don't have those things. 
And so you've got to show something else. And typically what you've got to show is your social security number or your social security card right alongside a work authorization document. All right. And so that's why it's important. And basically what you're doing there is you're, you're allowing your employer to not be fined if the employer were ever audited by the government to not be fined for giving you a job. All right. Which if you think about it, is kind of crazy. Um, you know, uh, and I say it's crazy because for me, the right to work is like a basic human right. In fact, that's not just, that's not just me thinking that or saying that. In fact, Article 23.1 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, this is like, this is like international law, all right, in paragraph one says that, quote, everyone has the right to work, to free choice of employment, to just and favorable conditions of work, and to protection against unemployment. All right? That's the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. I'll say it again. Everyone has the right to work, to free choice of employment, to just and favorable conditions of work, and to protections against unemployment. Right there as a universal human right. Okay? And so, you know, in my monthly seminar, I said it, that in my opinion, the United States needs to wake up. And we need to recognize that this is a human right and we need to give all people the right to work, period, all right? And now the question becomes though, all right, the truth is in our country, there are millions of people who do not have a valid work permit and who do not have the authorization to work lawfully and yet they're still in here in the US. And so what do we do? And how do people in that situation be empowered? Because remember, my goal is to empower people regardless of their immigration status. And the same can be said, how to empower people regardless of their work authorization. All right. So how to be empowered even if you don't have a work permit? Well, you know, one thing is to know that you're not alone. Because the truth is, is there are 11 million undocumented people in the United States. And a lot of those people do not have valid, I mean, really, to be undocumented means you don't have valid work permit. A lot of those people are working even without valid work authorization. And so you're not alone in that. All right. And not only are you not alone and not only are there people that are undocumented that are still working, but in my experience, some of them are the hardest working people around. And, um, and many of them have come from situations where it's like, it's like, you know, really tough to, uh, to find a good job or to maintain employment. And so many of them are like amazing employees. And in my opinion, the whole United States is better off because we have people that are in that situation and they shouldn't be in that situation legally. Legally, they should have the right to work because it's a human right but many of these people are like amazing contributions to our workforce, all right? And so that's, that's one thing to say. The next thing to say is, okay, if you are undocumented, how do you get a work permit? What a question. And that's a great question to take to an immigration lawyer. The first thing to know is that it is not easy. There is no easy work permit out there, all right? The second thing to know is it can be risky. There are eight of the most uh, common 
ways to get a work permit. And I'm gonna go through them here really fast. And if you think that any of them might apply in your situation, I strongly encourage you to reach out to an immigration lawyer. All right. Way number one, if you're undocumented, you can get a work permit if you, and then there's going to be eight things. One, if you apply for asylum, and if you wait 180 days, soon to be 365 days. All right. The regulations are changing. The second way is to apply for what we call cancellation of removal. The third way is to apply for adjustment of status. For example, if you're married to a US citizen and if you're eligible for adjustment of status. The fourth way is to apply for a U visa, a T visa, or VAWA, if you're eligible for those things. The fifth way is to get what we call parole into the United States, which is not under your control. The sixth is to get temporary protected status. For example, if there's a natural emergency disaster in your home country, and if the Secretary of Homeland Security uh, announces temporary protected status in your country. You want to apply for it if that's in your situation. Number seven is get deferred action, uh, which includes DACA. All right. So if you're eligible for that, apply for it. Or eight to win withholding of removal, refugee status, or relief under the Convention Against Torture. All right. But before even applying for any of these things, you've got to know the risks involved. And, you know, yes, getting a work permit is a benefit. Yes, it is a human right. Yes, it is essential. But, you know, don't do it if it's going to get you deported. Don't do it if it's not going to ultimately benefit you long term. All right. And you, you really want to think it through. You want to have a good conversation with a good lawyer who gets this stuff before going through that process. Okay. And now, you know, as I mentioned, there are 11 million undocumented people. There are a lot of people who are working even without a work permit. And so in your situation, if you, you're not eligible, like those 11 million people who are still undocumented, they're not eligible. They don't have a case. They don't, it's not recommendable for many of them to apply. Some of them do have cases and talk to a lawyer if you think you've got a case, but many of them do not have cases. But here, here's the reality. If, and, and, and this is true in, in our firm and, and, you know, and I've got lots of experience with these. Uh, if you have been working without authorization and now you're married to a U.S. citizen and you're applying for adjustment of status, working without authorization does not necessarily cause a problem for your adjustment application. If you're applying for a U visa or a T visa or VAWA, working without authorization in the U.S. does not necessarily cause a problem for your U visa, your T visa, or VAWA. If you're applying because now you're eligible for temporary protected status and the government just announced temporary protected status and you've worked without authorization, working without authorization doesn't necessarily cause a problem for your application for temporary protected status. All right. Same with cancellation of removal, same with asylum. Now, there are certain categories of adjustment of status where working without authorization does cause a problem. But by and large, U.S. immigration law gets it that people need to work. 
U.S. immigration law gets it that people need to support themselves to even survive and to be able to pay their rent and to be able to contribute to the economy. And so typically, if you have started working under the table, as they say, or if you have started to work with somebody else's social security card, right? Maybe you were child's social security card. It's quite common, all right? And it's, it's still possible to win an immigration case in the future, even if you've done that. Then my number one advice though, is to do not, do not lie about it. Do not say that you're a US citizen when you are not. Those things cause a serious problem that becomes very um, much more difficult to fix later. But my message is, if you've got to work, work, and then we can figure out the way to strategize around that in the future, all right? Uh, a good immigration lawyer can figure out a way to, uh, you know, when you become eligible to not let the fact that you've worked here somehow hold you back. In fact, when I'm in immigration court and, and you know, explaining to a judge why they should allow you to stay in the US, I often love to point to strong work history. I love to have letters from your employer saying what a great employee you are. Because that show that helps to show to a judge, yeah, you were working without authorization, but you were supporting your family and you were doing a great job of it. And so, you know, if you're doing a good job, if you're working hard, if you're if you're a good contributor to the economy, then a judge can see that, and it's uh, they can over not overlook, but they can look around and and ultimately forgive in certain situations, the fact that somebody has worked without authorization, all right? And so what's the takeaway? What's the takeaway? Well, you know, uh, we can start with the quote, which is from Confucius, where we started, right? The man who moves a mountain begins by carrying away small stones. Look, you enter the United States looking to improve your life, and you can do that, and you should do that, and like, go for it, all right? Go for, go for the opportunities and seek out the opportunities and, and, and fight for it, all right? One, consult with a good immigration lawyer to see if there's a way to get you lawful work authorization, all right? A work permit so that you can, you know, uh, go in with confidence and know exactly uh, that you have the lawful backing of the government to say, yes, you have lawful permission to work. But two, even if you don't have that, you know, in my opinion, go in with confidence anyway. Apply for that job, go for that opportunity, be the best employee you can possibly be, contribute the very, very most that you possibly can, even if it's without authorization, and at the end of the day, talk to an immigration lawyer when the opportunity presents itself and strategize how you can overcome that. But as you go through the process, do not lie and say you're a US citizen because that can cause serious problem, all right? But um, 
but you know, in my opinion, other than that, go for it. I hope this was helpful. I want you to be empowered to go for the opportunities around you. And if, you're, if there aren't opportunities, heck, you can create them, all right? One of the wonderful things about the United States is we can create opportunities even if, uh, you know, even if they're not readily present in, in our minds. One, seek them out, and two, if you don't find them, create them. And you can do that, documented or not. And so thank you for watching this. Thank you for being with me in this podcast today. I really, really hope that you uh, go for the work that you want to go for in your life, all right? Life is too short to, to tell yourself that you're limited and, oh, it's not possible to find a job. No, anything's possible and you can find it. It's not gonna be easy, but you can find it. And after all, the man who moves mountains begins by carrying away small stones. And the man who finds employment, even when they don't have a work permit, begins by just applying and being honest and being straight up and being like, yo, I know that, uh, I know that there might be some risk involved in hiring me, but give me a shot. And I'll work my very best and I will uh, show up early and I will be a person of integrity and I will do the very, very best work and so give me the chance. I hope this was helpful. Thank you. I'm Otis Landerholm. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Empowered Immigrant Podcast. If you like what you heard and if you want to learn more, please go to landerholmimmigration.com forward slash podcast.